Oh, I love my baby mamas. What's cracking? Big dogs. Welcome bike to the channel. Welcome bike to the headquarters. I don't know what kind of mood I'm in today. I don't know what you're about to get out of me. I think I'm tired, but I might have injected enough non-tired PEDs into me that I only look tired and I'm fake tired. I actually am looking at myself right now and I feel like I look dead. I feel like I look slightly dead. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Was good. That is true, Pierce. I won't start this stream. I won't be real until everybody hits that damn thumbs up. All right, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. McKaylin says, check out the brand Aim Leon Dior. I feel like I was shopping on them because Instagram just started doing the fucking whole shopping thing on their thing about a thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get the other thing. I got a lot of things today. A lot of things. We're going to get into, we're going to get into rankings. Rest of the season, running back, wide receiver. But listen, there's so much to do. So little time. So much turkey to make this week. We filmed Fade the Public yesterday, and it really, really uh, one of my favorite episodes we've ever filmed. Absolute shit show, but it's going to be really fun tomorrow. Um, Amazing. I'm going to a Friendsgiving like a couple hours after this, and I got the regular Thanksgiving with my mom and my sister tomorrow. So the schedule is going to be a little bit fucked up. So we're probably going to do a lot of a lot of live streams tonight, all right? Or a lot, a lot of live streams this week. So bear with me. Uh, if you guys don't like the live streams and fuck off, here's the thing. Here's the the big problem we're 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 facing right now in my life. So, so I am looking for a bomber jacket, and I have a bomber jacket that was like nice, but it's getting a little bit like bigger and expanded. I'm like, I want to get a new one, right? So I've been ordering these bomber jackets. From different websites, right? The beautiful thing about online shopping is now they all give you they all give you fucking free returns and free shipping and whatever. So you can order a bunch of them and then just return them. But I keep ordering them and like they don't fit well or I find like this one, I, I got one from Zara, didn't fit well. I ordered one from some company called Everlane. And like, here's the problem. Like I like this color. I don't even hate the fit that much, but like why do companies need to be doing the most with their bomber jackets? Like, there's no need to have zippers on my arm. I just want to throw a bomber jacket on to, like, go around the corner to get pizza every once in a while. So it's something that I'll I'll have to use every day. But I want it light. I want it simple. And then they got to do this shit. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going. I'm not in the army. Like, I'm not going on a tactical mission to get fucking pizza. Why do you have to have zippers on top of zippers on top? Like, do less. Why are they all doing the most? So this thing's getting fucking returned. Everybody's getting returned. I'm getting returned. Probably getting canceled after this fucking episode. We made nachos yesterday for Fade the Public. We made four. <laughs> Steve, write clown in the goddamn chat one more time. And I'm, I'm putting you in timeout. Steve's getting put in timeout. You didn't think I could do that. Put user in timeout. You're in timeout for 200, 300 seconds. Get fucking bodied, clown. Made nachos yesterday. We made four different styles. We made Thanksgiving style, which is absolutely atrocious. We made beef and cheese. Not terrible. We made, um, put a slice in it. That's not bad. We made beef and cheese. We made Thanksgiving. We made Italian style. We made 
and dessert. Dessert was the only edible one. The rest of them were just absolutely disgusting. You guys ready? You guys ready for the stream? You guys ready to talk some talk? Talk some rankings? I might not even rank. I don't even think the Fade the Public episode we did yesterday, we talked football. The episode's going to be probably like an hour and 10 minutes long. I don't know if we mentioned anything football related. It was ridiculous. All right, so the rest of season rankings have been posted on Patreon. Updated, real time, running backs, wide receivers went live this morning. So they're updated. So those of y'all that are Patreons, patreon.com forward slash BDGE. Y'all have already seen them. Y'all have seen them. And I actually threw Michael Pittman in after I did the update. So you will see a new updated version of them. I'm going to run through the biggest risers and fallers. I'm going to do this video each week. Normally I would do them on Tuesday, but Bunk Bed had to film early, like last Friday. So I was like, just put it out on Tuesday so it's not super outdated. Doesn't fucking matter. No one cares. I'll stop talking. We'll just do ASMR. Okay. So here's here's what we're doing. GT, it's Spanish. 100%. Not even close. Let me pull up my rank. I don't even know where my rankings are. I'm out of control. Okay. For running backs. Some of the biggest risers here. One, we'll start off with just the number one right here. We've got Dalvin Cook moving up to number one. Okay. At this point, I know his playoff matchup is 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 tough. He's got he's got a tough slate ahead, and it's going to be difficult. But he's a guy that I don't really give a fuck about the matchups because he's just so damn good. He's so involved. He's getting like twenty seven carries a game. I jumped him over Alvin Kamara, obviously with the Taysom Hill thing. You know, it, again, I don't want to panic over a one game sample size, but it's enough to be the tiebreaker between himself and Dalvin Cook. So the playoffs, the remaining five games for Dalvin Cook are Carolina, Jacksonville. Obviously, I'm nervous about that. But Tampa Bay, Chicago, New Orleans in the playoffs. That's tough. That's tight. I don't even feel confident putting that one because of that schedule. But I do feel a little bit more confident than Alvin Kamara, given Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill's lack of throwing to the run bikes right now. So for right now, we had him jump. The other bigger uh, fallers and risers. The biggest riser within the top 10, Austin Eckler moves up to running back eight. Austin motherfucking Eckler is bike. They are designating him to return. That does not mean he's playing this week. It means he's very close, though. I'd be surprised if he played this week, and if he does, it'll be in a very limited fashion. But that means he's probably bike for next week. And even with, like, that's how good I think Austin Eckler is about to be with Justin Herbert under center. The fact that he's most likely going to miss this game, and we only have like three or four games left in fantasy, and still ranking as the number eight running back right now. So he is the biggest riser going into the top 10. He was the running back 19 last week, and with the good news, he jumped up to running back eight. 11 spot rise. So Eckler goes into the top 10. Miles Sanders drops from six down to 10. You know, I said last week, like, I was really excited for how this year would end with Miles Sanders. And I was like, if anything breaks right for him, anything in the luck department breaks right for Miles Sanders, he's going to have a monster rest of season. And here we go, like immediately breaking wrong. Like one of the first things he does in this game, he gets down to the five yard line, fumbles the ball, turns it over. I'm like, okay, that's the difference between scoring seven fantasy points and scoring 17 fantasy points right there. So the luck is not working in his favor. And neither is his shitty ass team. Carson Wentz is the fact that they're not the fact that they've had banged up weapons this entire year. The fact that he's being obliterated by pressure on a weekly basis, and they're still not using Miles Sanders as a staple of this passing game is disgusting. 
Like, he was so good in the passing game last year, and he's just a very athletic dude. Like, he should be extremely involved in the passing game, and they just don't they just do not do it. So, at some point, you know, much as it breaks my fucking heart, got to move Miles Sanders down a little bit. So, Miles Sanders has moved down. I also moved James Conner down four spots. So, he goes from running back, no, five spots, running back eight down to running back 13. He has scored just once in the last five games. He has seen 15 or fewer calories in four straight games. Like the usage is good. It's not great, but it's good enough for, you know, low end RB1 rankings. He's just not scoring. They're passing the ball a lot and they're scoring through the air a lot. It's almost like the problem with Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the beginning of the year where they were just scoring from like 40 yards out on every fucking drive. It's 40 yard touchdown to Claypool, another touchdown to Deontay Johnson. Another touchdown, red zone, 15-yard touchdown to Eric Ebron. They don't give James Conner those one-yard touchdowns. Just ain't happening for him. Over the next five games, Baltimore, Washington, very tough. Then he gets some light some light work. Buffalo, Cincinnati, championship game, Indy. Chip week, Indy, not good. So three of the next five games are against very tough defenses, okay? So we're a little bit worried about the schedule for James Conner as well as just like the overall production. I don't want to say usage because the usage is there, but the production ain't pretty. Another big riser, another big riser, Rohim Mostert. Eligible to come back from the IR this week. Uh, he was close to playing last week and then they had, or two weeks ago, and then they had their bye. So he should be more than good enough to go. And when Rohim Mostert is in the lineup, he is fucking bold. And small sample sizes are the death of most fantasy players. But I was looking at points per game for running backs. Because, you know, everyone's going to be like, oh, this guy is an RB1. And, like, Todd Gurley's sitting there, like, running back 19 in points per game. Like, he fucking stinks. But I'm looking at Raheem Mostert. And Raheem Mostert, on a points per game basis this year, I know he's only played, what is it, like four games? Let's see. Let's run it. He's only played four games. If you're counting him, you'll count McCaffrey. McCaffrey's RB1 in points per game. Then it's Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, and Raheem Mostert. Number four, number six in points per game. Okay. Went over 100 yards in scrimmage week one, week two. The next week he played was week five. He went over 100 yards in scrimmage. And the final game he played in, 17 carries, two catches, extremely involved. So when Raheem Mostert's back, I guess I know Tevin Coleman's supposed to be back too, but it's clear that he was the lead back in an offense that's going to keep producing a shitload of fantasy points. So Remo Sturt has jumped up to a really rock-solid RB2. If he's starting for the Niners, then he will be starting in my fantasy lineups. Remo Sturt moves up. Um, I still don't really know what to do about Chris Carson. He's sitting at running back 19 right now because he's missed so much time. We don't know if the foot is fully healed. They say he's going to play against Philadelphia next week. Philly's a tough run defense. We'll see if he's limited or not. I'm, I'm a little skeptical that they don't keep this uh, a committee, but we'll see. Right now, he's down at running back 19. Christian McCaffrey is right next to him at running back 20. Now, this is completely going to hinge on whether or not he plays this week. Like, if Christian McCaffrey suits up, he's going to jump right up to fucking an uh, RB1 status because you know that he's ready to go and he'll be an RB1 for the remainder of the season. But if he misses this week, then again, you're getting two weeks in a row of missed CMAC time. So that's why he's down at running back 20, completely predicated on the injury right now. He did get in limited practice yesterday. I believe he'll be limited for the rest of the week. They're saying he's week to week. We don't know what the fuck the situation is. So C-Mac, C-Mac, C-Mac is a riser and faller completely based on obviously the injury. 
Todd Gurley moving down eight spots, running back 13 down to running back 21 just because fuck Todd Gurley, honestly, like 22 fucking yards on the ground last week. Just what you could do. This offense ain't going to be as smooth as they normally are if Julio Jones is out of the lineup. So um, I hate Todd Gurley. I really, I really just do. You just hate to see it. Who are some other bigger risers and ballers? Damian Harris has looked good, and he gets in the end zone, and Rex Burkhead is now dead. So Damian Harris moved up from running back 29 to running back 24, so running back two for me there. I also have Wayne Gallman at running back 22 right behind Todd Gurley. I think Wayne Gallman's looked great, and he's looked very explosive, but he kind of does offer you – he offers you a very similar output to Todd Gurley, I think. Neither of them are really about to rack up like 100 yards on the ground, but both of them have been scoring touchdowns that are really – high rate um but i'd probably rather have the falcons running back than the giants running back so right now they're they're just like right next to each other running back 21 girly 22 for wayne gallman i don't know what devonta freeman's deal is but like as i said when he first got signed with the giants he was gonna get hurt because he runs too hard for being a 200 pound running back damian harris out of 24 jk dobbins now dobbins was obviously a big riser after last week and then he ends up on the COVID ir list so i do have him down at running back 26 now, that was a rise up from running back 30, but I probably moved him all the way up to... So after the performance, he probably moved up to like running back, I want to say like 15 or 16. Um, right now, DeAndre Swift is at 14. If he misses this game, if they rule him out for tomorrow with a concussion, which it's kind of like a coin flip right now, he has a very realistic chance to play, but also a realistic chance not to play tomorrow on Thanksgiving. DeAndre Swift will move back. He'll move bike a little bit from running back 14, probably down to like, in the 20-ish area. Because again, guys, we're in fucking week 12. It's week 12. It's time to go. Animals only got three, four more weeks to get a dub. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. But DeAndre Swift is happening. They got three weeks, regular season probably, depending on, maybe you start your regu- your playoffs in week 14. So you only got two weeks of regular season. You need to get into fucking playoffs. You're in the playoff hunt. You're in the playoff race. You need shit to happen now and DeAndre Swift ain't getting it done for you. So he'll move back if he doesn't play tomorrow. But if he does, he'll stay up there running by 14. J.K. Dobbins would have been right behind him. Lands on the COVID list. So for right now, uh, he's missing this game. We'll have to see how long he's on the COVID list because he did test positive. So he might even miss next week's game, depending on how he feels. Mark Ingram feel, whatever, whatever. I have Dobbins down to 26 because we don't know. You know, the uncertainty is a little bit worrisome there. Right behind him, we have Melvin Gordon and Jonathan Taylor, who are big movers as well. Melvin Gordon moved from running back 31 up to 27. We have Jonathan Taylor running back 36 up to 28. 26 touches, 15 fantasy points. Not a good fucking ratio. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? If you're going to give him 26 touches, I mean, he's got to be at least sniffing your lineup a little bit. You got to flirt with the flex spot there. Um, I think that he's someone that you can confidently put in the flex spot because his schedule over the next four weeks at least ah yeah over the next four weeks is tremendous and then the chip week against pittsburgh he actually might run for 1.6 yards per carry but he gets tennessee this week houston las vegas and then houston again houston is miserable against the run this is a stat that i pulled out last week they had 200 they had allowed 200 more rushing yards to running backs this year than any other team combined they had allowed like 1,350 going into the, into the week. I've, I don't remember what they fucking did this week, to be honest with you. I'm kind of outdated right now. I'm tired. I'm slacking. I'm sorry. We're just here to have a good time. We're not here for a long time. Jonathan Taylor is not here for a good time at all, though. He, uh, great matchups for the next month. So I feel confidently enough to put him back into my lineup after last week's 
showing that they do have confidence in him. I still think this is going to be, it's going to be what we've seen all year where you should not be surprised if we see some sort of hot hand approach eventually. Okay. So Jonathan Taylor running back. Where the fuck are my rankings? Running back 28. And you could probably make the case to move him up further. I could probably move him above Gordon, move him above Dobbins now that he's on the IR. I could probably move him above Geo, who's at 25, because he's now dealing with fucking Brandon Allen at quarterback. Damian Harris at 24. I think you could probably argue moving Jonathan Taylor all the way up to around uh, running back 24. I have Zach Moss right behind him, who just came off his bye, so he just kind of like naturally moves back because a couple guys did well. Duke Johnson <clears throat> moved fucking bike 10 spots. He goes from running back 20 to running back 30. As I tweeted out three weeks ago, I've literally never seen Duke Johnson do anything impressive on an NFL field. Still remains the case. Uh, people love to be like, he averages the most yards per touch in the NFL since he came into the NFL, but he's had like fucking 11 carries since he came to the NFL. So I like, again, small sample sizes will be the death of people. Always. This is just like a fucking fantasy football 101. Small sample sizes fucking stink, okay? And they will make your team stink. Duke Johnson moves back because David Johnson has one more game to miss, and then he'll be off the IR. Uh, at least that's the first eligible week to return from the IR. So you don't typically see a concussion happen, and then immediately a guy get put on the IR. So maybe he was dealing with something else. Maybe that's why David Johnson's been so fucking bad, because he's dealing with an ankle injury or something. Um, but we don't know, but he will be eligible to turn next week. And given what we've seen from Duke Johnson so far, I would assume that they are going to be playing David Johnson when he gets back into the lineup. Uh, but Duke, maybe Duke has a good game this week and maybe he cements himself in, into a, a bigger role, but probably fucking not. Cause he's been terrible thus far. So after Duke, we have JD McKissick at 31. We've got Gus Edwards at 32. We've got David Johnson at 33. Miles Gaskin at 34. So this is another one like C-Mac, depending on whether or not he plays this week. Like I, I do think Miles Gaskin, if he is off the IR, he's ready to go. They don't sound too confident that he's going to be ready to go for this week, though. He's off the IR. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be pretty confident that Gaskin gets like 65% of the snaps in that backfield after Salvin Ahmed took like 85% of the snaps last week. I just don't think he's that great of a running back. But Gaskin, I thought was awesome for the first half of the year before he got hurt. Eligible to return this week, not positive though. Just because you you take a three-week stint on the IR does not mean that that's when you come back, right? You could be out for four, could be out for five, could be Joe Mixon, just out for the entire fucking year with a day-to-day injury. You never know. People lie. Numbers don't. Remember that. Ronald Jones took a, a huge hit to me. Uh, moved down seven spots from running back 28 to running back 35. As I said last week in my sit-start rankings video, after the 190 rushing yards, I still had zero confidence that Ronald Jones would not be in a committee and not like, it just, it's just, I don't know why we need 13 weeks in order for this to register in our head, but this was, this was kind of easy to see coming that Ronald Jones was going to have a bust week. So now he moves down again, because it's just, you just never know who to start in that backfield and you're never going to know. And now they have their buy in week 13 as well. So there's the Bucks and there's the Panthers. Those are the two teams that have remaining buys. So it could be Mike Davis, C-Mac, Ronald Jones, Fournette that could affect your lineup running back wise. Darrell Henderson all the way uh, dropped one of the biggest drops. So we had Duke Johnson dropping 10 spots. We had Todd Gurley dropping eight. And we had Darrell Henderson also dropping 10 spots to running back 36. Because as we saw, eight carries, 10 carries ain't going to get it done, especially against tough defenses. And the Rams, rest of season schedule, San Fran 
Arizona, actually, they kind of have a nice schedule. San, San Fran's not easy to run against. Arizona's been tough to run against lately. New England, not good. The Jets, and then Seattle. So it's kind of a mix-up, I guess, but I, I don't really have a lot of faith that Cam Akers is not going to keep getting more and more involved. Again, it's a three-headed fucking trio back there. I don't really need to make the argument for it. But Darrell Henderson, unfortunately, I was uh, I was high on him coming off the bye, and now he's just dipped extremely far down the rankings. Uh, after Henderson, 37-42, to 42, we have Salvin Ahmed, Philip Lindsay, Chase Edmonds, Cam Akers, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette. I'd be surprised if we saw Mixon bike in the lineup. Bike with a remix. All right, let's talk about some wide receivers. Wide receivers. And since we are in the receiving season, it is the giving season and it is the receiving season, I will go no further than my beautiful, my beautiful friends over at Manscaped. The beautiful travel bag. You can keep your weed in it. But more importantly, you can keep your trimmer in it. Okay, if you're traveling to your girlfriends for the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I know you're not supposed to really have sex in the parents' house, but we all know that you dirty fucking kinky bitches are sneaking upstairs, just sneaking to your girlfriend's room at midnight after that Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody else is like, oh, yeah, the turkey's hitting me. I'm falling asleep. And you're like, yeah, yeah, me too. I'm fucking falling asleep with your daughter. Make sure you're trimmed up for that. All right. Make sure just because it's the holiday season and you're getting lazy and shit. And you're staying with your girl at her parents' house. Not an excuse to get disgusting, okay? The Lawnmower 3.0 is the greatest piece of fucking technology that's ever hit the, the planet Earth in the 20th century. In the 21st century. Remake that. Rem I told you I was bike with the remix. This thing will not cut you in the shower. It is waterproof. It is beautiful. And if you go to manscaped.com and you use the promo code BDGE, you're getting 20% off. And you're getting free shipping. You can't beat it. The only thing you could beat more than that is your meat. If you don't have a girlfriend during the holidays, apologize. Manscaped.com, promo code BDGE, 20% off, free shipping. I love you. Link is also pinned in the chat, and it will be pinned in the comment section. Let's talk wide receivers. Okay. So nothing major in the elite tier of guys for wide receiver rankings. Julio Jones moved down a little bit. We'll have to keep an eye on the hamstring. He is still in that elite tier of Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, DK, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. And I think outside of Devontae Adams, you can kind of mix and match any of those four or five behind him. I would put Julio at the end of the tier right now because of the hamstring, probably limited, if not missing this upcoming game, which will obviously bump him down. No other big changes in the top 10, but Calvin Ridley moves up a bunch of spots. Calvin Ridley moves from 15 up to 10. Good to see him healthy. Good to see him, you know, running his full slate of snaps. And if Julio Jones does miss time, Calvin Ridley is going to pop the fuck off. I mentioned in some video, I don't know if I was researching for this video or I already mentioned it, but Calvin Ridley in the handful of games that he has not played with Julio Jones and Julio Jones has been out, but Calvin Ridley has been on the field. Calvin Ridley averages like 17 and a half fantasy points per game. So Ridley's going to see a shitload of targets. I think it was 11 targets per game, 17 fantasy points per game. He'll be a, a rock solid wide receiver one if Julio does miss time with his hamstring. Michael Thomas. Now here's the thing. Michael Thomas moved up from 13 to 11. A lot of you guys probably want to put him a little bit higher. You want him to get back into that elite tier. You have to have loved what you saw with Taysom Hill, of course, with the connection with Michael Thomas. Saw like a fucking near 50% target share. Again, one game sample size. My question, if it's full PPR, you can move him up 
further. Most of the time I talk about shit, I'm kind of mostly talking about half PPR. So it's between standard and PPR and you can kind of do your own personal shit and move it up, move it down, break it up, break it down. Michael Thomas sits at 11 for me. Wide receiver one. I'm not confident that we're going to keep seeing consistent numbers with Taysom Hill. But more more pressing for me is whether or not like Taysom's going to throw touchdowns to Michael Thomas. He's taking a lot of rushing touchdowns. He's taking a lot of rushing work. When they're on the goal line, that's where like Michael Thomas, you know, again, Jason Avant, high volume Jason Avant, big slant guy. Uh, if you're on the five-yard line and Michael Thomas not getting those slants and said Taysom Hill's running it or Alvin Kamara's running it, it's going to hurt the ceiling because he's not going to score as many touchdowns. So Michael Thomas up at, up at 11 for me. Um, what else do we got? What else do we got? Tyler Lockett moves down a little bit from 11 to 15. Nothing really, there's no real reason why. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more so Calvin Ridley jumped him. Michael Thomas jumped him. Uh, so it's not really a Tyler Lockett thing, I guess. But still, I like I would mu- you'd much rather own DK Metcalf at this point than Tyler Lockett because, of course, we've seen his 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 floor games. What do you want, Snacks? Oh, no. Steelers-Ravens postponed? Is that truth? Are we getting breaking news right now? Bye, go to Remix. I'm not going to lie, NFL, this is bullshit. The Steelers and Ravens game, which was scheduled for Thanksgiving night, has been moved to Sunday per source. Ooh. Okay, so what impact would that have? Well, uh, Juju's not really hurt, I guess. I don't think his injury was supposed to be serious, but this probably all but ensures that he will be playing. What this does for the COVID list, I believe Dobbins and Mark Ingram are still indefinitely going to be out because they actually tested positive, so I think you have... Uh, a long enough slate where they have to be out. So Gus Edwards is still obviously the play. Um, Someone in the chat that knows what the fuck they're talking about rather than me mumbling about fake COVID news. I don't actually know. Uh, Nick Saban has tested positive for COVID-19. I can't say I'm surprised. Isn't this the second time getting that? <laughs> um, Let's see the chat. Facts, facts, facts. Jesus, no thanks. TNF, that's good for Big Ben. He can heal up a bit more. Just move to Sunday. Yeah, so I'm not really sure what the deal is with, with Dobbins and uh, and and Ingram. I still, I, I believe they're still out. So again, Gus is probably still the play there. What else do we got? Let's keep going down thy rankings. And again, you guys can get these rest of the season rankings. I'll keep them updated in real time uh, via patreon.com forward slash BDGE forward slash BDGE, and uh, 
Those will be updated. You can get my weekly in-season rankings. You will get my dynasty rankings. I still have to do the in-season rankings. Fuck. Shit. I have to do week 12 rankings. I haven't even started them, but I'm leaving for Friendsgiving. But the game, when, when's the first game? The Steelers-Ravens is Thursday night, right? So I got to have the rankings posted before noon. Probably. I need to get them done tonight. What am I talking about? I'm not getting lazy. We ain't getting fucking lazy. We ain't getting fucking complacent. I don't care that it's week 12. Okay, it's week 12 or three quarters of the way through the fantasy season. Now is not the time to stop. Now is the time to go. This is when everyone else slows down. So if you speed up while everyone else is slowing down, simple mathematic tells you that you jump the fucking game. Oh, I don't know why you guys listen to me. Yep, that was the 820 game. Damn, that was going to be a good fucking game too. All right. So we've got the late game. Move to Sunday. We have wide receiver rankings still to be talked about. So... Brandon Cooks moves up five spots from the 23rd to the 18th ranked wide receiver because not only has he been balling out in his own right and he deserves to be there, but also Randall Cobb is out with turf toe. Kenny Stills is questionable. So this could literally be a target funnel to just Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, and Darren Fells, Jordan Akins, flip a fucking coin, whatever tight end you think is going to produce. I have Fuller up at 12. And Cook's up at 18. So both of them are guys that I really want in my lineups right now because Sean Watson has been absolutely balling out and everyone else is dead on this team. And their next four matchups, three of them are very tough. So you have Detroit. It's a fantastic matchup tomorrow. Who do you guys think is going to win that game, by the way? I'm filling out a pick'em sheet. I got to fill out a pick'em sheet for week 12. And it's no spread or anything. It's just straight up. We're going Houston, right? I see everybody picking Houston, though. Like, everyone picked Houston, which makes me want to pick Detroit. Playing at Detroit, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I might take Detroit just because everyone's going to pick Houston. We fade the public here. I ain't going to make that decision yet. So Houston plays Detroit. And after that, they play... Where was I? Indy. Tough. Chicago. Very tough. Indy again. Very tough. And then Cincinnati for championship week. So most of these matchups will be tough for Fuller. Brandon Cooks can play in the slot, obviously. Or, I mean, he plays outside too, but he'll see the cornerback number two as opposed to Will Fuller's number one. So I think he's, I mean, I'm not really too worried about matchups when it comes to Brandon Cooks. More so like Sean Watson being under pressure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But up at 18 for Brandon Cooks. We've got Mike Evans at 19, but he has a bye in week 13. We've got Kenny Galladay at 20. I don't really know what the fuck to do with him right now because he's limited. I don't know if he's going to be suiting up. We don't know if DeAndre Swift's going to be suiting up yet, do we? Do we get any breaking news on these fuckers? On these fuckers? Yeah, nothing on him. Let's search Galladay. Kenny Galladay may never play football again. That's what it fucking feels like right now. So I have him down up at 20, but like at the same time, I don't really feel good. Is this thing on? Are you focused on me? Why is this so shitty quality? What do you mean drink more? I didn't drink. I'm not drunk. I need to hydrate is what I need.
Would you guys be pissed if I just did full ASMR videos in the off season? Just drinking water. Sour candy energy drink. Oh, that was so fucking close. Uh, no, I ran out of them. I drank all of them. Drank all my energy drinks. Are you bringing food to... Are we bringing food to Friendsgiving? Um, sorry, I got to turn my brain on. I don't know. I don't know. The, we bought so much food last yesterday for Faith the Public that I have so much episode. I'm, I'm fucking out of control right now. I need to nap. We have so much food. I have enough cheese in my fucking fridge right now to last me until next Thanksgiving. I don't know why. I gave them like $100 to buy food. And they buy $72 worth of cheese. I don't really like eat cheese that often. There's so much cheese in my fridge. So I'm Steve is the one who fucking bought it. And I'm going to his house for Friendsgiving. So what I'm going to do is bring the cheese back to his house. I'm also going to bring the leftover salami and pepperoni. That's what I'm going to fucking do. That's the plan. Deal. Deal. Shake on it. Really, Nick Poland Springs? What the fuck's wrong with Poland Springs? Poland Springs, goat. I'll tell you what. I'm not really like a bougie person. Maybe I am. I, I don't think I'm that bougie of a person. I don't really like... I spend money on very few things. I spend it on clothes and tech. But one thing I will always, always spend money on is 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 water bottles. I need cases of water all the time. I drink so much fucking water. It actually... You know why I don't sleep well? Because I pee like three times during my sleep. Not like while I'm sleeping. I get up and go to the fucking bathroom, all right? Enough out of you. That fucks with my sleep. But I will always have water bottles. I don't care. It's like three fucking dollars for a case of waters. And they're going to last me like a week. People are acting like that's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It's a fucking great investment. Invest in yourself. Invest in water bottles. So we're going to see a bottle of Fiji. No, I've had Fiji like twice in my life. All right. Fuck out of here. There's also no other in the city. There's no other like I use a food delivery app. I use a food delivery app. And. Uh, the only one they ever have on sale is Poland Spring. And they're like four dollars for a case. So I get it. And like the, uh, the Sonys are like five eighty. I'm like, no, bitch. See, you guys don't get it. You guys don't get it. You guys don't get it. You're telling me to get these fill up water bottle things. You're telling me to get a hydro, telling me to get this and this and that and this and the other thing. And uh, Jerome, literally no one cares about your comment either. I'm sorry. It's just the way that's just the way it is. I don't want to fill my shit up. I just want to be like, oh, I'm thirsty. There's a water bottle. Not be like all the way downstairs in my bed and be like. I'm thirsty. Let me go get my fucking hydro flask and go to the sink upstairs and fill it up. Oh, boy. I, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for water bottles. Okay? Rest of the rankings. Rest of the wide receiver rankings. I forgot we were doing this. So we have Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin. Bye, injured, bye. Rookies. Justin Jefferson at 22. Chase Claypool at 23. I think you could argue them being higher than all these Tampa Bay and Kenny Galladay receivers and just really fucking high. And you could take either one you want, Jefferson or Claypool. However, Jefferson, Jefferson has some phenomenal matchups coming up. Carolina, Jacksonville, 
Tampa Bay, shitty pass defense, obviously, or shitty defense against wide receivers, but they haven't been fantastic against wide receivers really as of late. Chicago, very tough. New Orleans, good matchup. They're getting better on defense, though. They're starting to shape up, as they usually do. So it happens when you have good coaches. You play shitty in the beginning of the year, especially defensively. You make adjustments. You get better. This happens with the Saints all the time. This has happened like five of the last six years with the Saints defense. So nice matchups for Justin Jefferson. Claypool's right behind him. Juju's right behind him at 24. Amari Cooper moves up seven slots. It was good to see the connection there between him and Dalton. I just still don't think there's a lot of ceiling in this offense when it comes to Andy Dalton, and we don't know if Cooper's going to ever score another fucking touchdown again. So Cooper sitting there at 27. I think he's a viable flex play. You could probably put him into your wide receiver two slot, but I'm not super excited about him. Behind Cooper, we have DJ Chark at 28. Devontae Parker, 29. Antonio Brown at 30. Also has the bye week, remember, so that's why he's down a little bit. Tyler Boyd at 31. So he's the biggest faller. Him and T. Higgins were the biggest fallers. They both moved down 11 slots. So you have Tyler Boyd at wide receiver 31. You have T. Higgins at 37, obviously due to the fact that Joe Burrow, rest in peace to the chosen one, is out. Is out indefinitely. Is out for 2020. Good for him. He can just kind of fast forward until 2021 if he's even ready to play by the beginning of the season. Uh, so they dropped pretty significantly because we got Brandon Allen. I don't really know shit about Brandon Allen, but it's got to be better than Ryan Finley. It's got to be better than Ryan Finley. It can't get worse. It can't get worse. He could, he could still be the same. He could still fucking stink as bad as Ryan Finley, but can't get worse. So we'll see uh, what the targets look like between T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green in the Cincinnati offense, but it ain't going to be pretty there. Other than that, we don't really have a lot of movers or risers. After Boyd, we've got Ayuk, who you could probably put above Boyd. you got Ayuk, Corey Davis, Robbie Anderson, Debo Samuel, Christian Kirk, T. Higgins, Jarvis Landry, Jameson Crowder. Oh, they didn't do the updated. I, I put Michael Pittman. Where did I put Pittman? I want to say I put Pittman at 34 or 35 between Robbie Anderson and Debo Samuel. So I think, I think Pittman's a, a real wide receiver three. I think he brings you like a lot of ceiling. I think he brings you a nice week-to-week ceiling. Uh, if you head over to Player Profiler, I'm um, going to share the screen right quick. If you head over to Player Profiler, you can see on Michael Pittman's page, all of this is completely free. So if you go over to playerprofiler.com, that's P-L-A-Y-E-R-P-R-O-F-I-L-E-R.com, dot net. I really want to make a website and have it .gov. Is that illegal? Can you just make a .gov or do you have to go through... Um, you have to go through like a protocol for that. I think all my websites going forward in the future are going to be like a weird dot. Like a dot dot. Big dogs dot dot. Go to get the draft guide. Big dogs draft guide dot dot. Or, or, ooh, ooh, ooh. Does that have to be three letters? I got a good idea. Like, you know the can the dots? You know the candy dots? They're horrible. They're animals' favorite candy for some reason. So what if you can make the ending of the website URL Candies suck. Or does it have to be three letters? That's my question. So you can be like, big dogs, dot, candies suck. Dots, does it have to be candies suck or can it be candies suck? Like, you know, bigdogs.com, bigdogs.candies suck. I think I just, I think I just, I think I'm like Christopher Columbus. I'm an explorer. I didn't say he was a good fucking guy. I didn't say I was a good guy. All right. I know I'm holding native Indian comments. I'm just saying I'm an explorer. I'm exploring the depths of URL hyperlinks. That's where the draft guide is. You can go pre-order the draft guide right now. Big dogs, draft guide dot candy suck. Uh, okay, Michael Pittman. That's what we're doing. Playerprofiler.com. Look at Michael Pittman. 
Tons of free data on here. Been a beast. Been the goat. But when you look at when you look at his routes over the last three games or his snap share, which you just click a little game log thing right here, a little game a little game log here. You can see, obviously, this this is what happens with rookies. Almost every rookie wide receiver starts off slow over the first half of the year, right? Fifty two percent snap share, fifty seven, fifty eight, and then week nine it starts eighty nine percent, eighty four percent, eighty percent. So he's running as a full time slot guy. And I told you he ran. 16 more routes than T.Y. Hilton did last week and 16 more routes than Marcus Johnson, Zach Pascal. So he's the number one there. Okay. All this information is completely fucking available to you on playerprofiler.com. Probably the best free resource on the interwebs when it comes to fantasy football. I'm not looking at the rest of the fucking page, but you guys can do that. Y'all can do that. So Pittman's up there at 30, what did I say? 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. Anybody else can't wait for off-season content? Yeah, me. I can't wait for off-season content. Smells illegal. .edu. No, you need papers. Nick E out here looking like Nick from BDGE. What? What? Okay. Uh, as you can see, like I'm not in a I'm not in a, a mode to function as a human right now. So like I need probably need to get off the live stream. Oh shoot, cute. I need to get off the live stream, um, ASAP. I'll answer a couple questions before we go. Pick two to start, Tyler. This is the only sit star question I'm going to be fucking answering right now. Pick two to start, Tyler Boyd, Jonathan Taylor, Gus Edwards. Uh, I would start the two running backs there, Taylor and Gus Edwards. I don't. I, I want to see Tyler Boyd with Brandon Allen before I do anything. T.Y. Hilton MVP. No. Are Lazard and Rager worth hurting on, holding on to? James White is on waivers, full PPR. Uh, I, I'm fine grabbing James White off the waivers since it's a full PPR league. I would probably, I would probably uh, grab him over Lazard. Pittman a good pickup for Week 13. Yeah, he'd be my number one waiver wire pickup at the wide receiver position. Nick, you got yourself a girl. Um, tough, tough question to answer right now. I actually, uh, I never really talk about this shit, but I, I did, I did actually meet someone who's kind of cool. And um, there are only probably like four people on earth that are smarter than me right now. And she might be one of them. So I'm very attracted to intelligence. Um, especially if you're like smarter than me and you can bully the fuck out of me. I'm like, damn, it's impressive. So Lord knows none of you motherfuckers are doing it. So, so stay tuned on that. We're in the very early stages of being a person. Can we text you? Of course you can text me. You won't though. Cause you're a coward. I know you're a coward. Don't fall. How do you feel about gauge? If Julio's out? Yeah. Uh, I actually do like gauge. I do like gauge a little bit. Um, he's filled in before and, and done nicely, but he's also had games where he busted. So I think he's more of like a risk-reward flex play that uh, you could probably do worse then. Where do you have Fulgham? Is he startable? Yeah, I think he dropped out of like the top 40 for me. It's been it, – it's looked really fucking ugly, especially since Rager's come into and uh, taken that like wide receiver one role. Someone give me a too long didn't read of what he said this whole time. Honestly, it's not even worth it. Nothing I said made any sense. 
Do drop David Johnson in my league. Dumb as hell, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd pick him up. I like David Johnson was nothing special beforehand, though. So, how's the rest of your day gonna be? Probably really fun, actually. I'll head in, I'll head over to Steve's at like five thirty six. Snacks and Animal are gonna be there. A lot of the members from the E Town Get Down are gonna be there. So I'll make sure I bring my uh, my vlog camera and get some good footage. So it should be a fun night. Probably be a little banged up. Drop Jarvis Landry for Curtis Samuel. Uh, yeah, I would say. Did I not have Curtis Samuel ranked up there? Just it's tough oversight when there's like sixty fucking. I originally wanted to do just the top thirty six, and then I kept getting guys like, oh, I should have him in here. I should have him in here. Uh, Curtis Samuel is going to depend on what C Max status is. I think if C Max back, then Curtis Samuel doesn't have that much value. Also. They have their buy in week 13, which drops them. I would still, listen, like, I still think Landry has a great slate of games, matchups coming up. They've had three horrible weather games in a row. I would like to see Cleveland play in one normal weather game and see what Jarvis Landry's involvement is then. So I'm, I'm going to hold on to Landry there. What do you think Eckler's role is going to be? Fucking workhorse. Fucking stud, thoroughbred, workhorse, Eckler, beast. Not this week, though. If he does play this week, it's going to be super limited. The first game he's back, though, if they say he's not limited, all fucking beep, beep, boop. Can Patreon members ask you girl sit star questions? Oh, absolutely. Hundo. Ahmad or Balaj? Salvin Ahmed or Kalem Belige? Uh, I would take Balaj there. Where's Deontay Johnson ranked? He was the wide receiver 12 or 13, I want to say. Also, rest season, wide receivers. Patreon.com forward slash BGE. Text me. You won't, cowards. Peasants. Who's your top five 2021 rookies? Uh, I I have not dove into rookies yet this year. I have I have too much to do in season that I can't start looking forward to rookies. But Noah and Mike dropped uh, yesterday's video was looking at the 2021 class. So if you missed yesterday's video, go watch that. They talk about all the top guys as well as like a lot of under radar under the radar guys. I know Najee Harris is obviously a stud. Uh, depending if you're playing Superflex, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, of course. Uh, Najee Harris at running back, Travis Etienne at running back. Chuba Hubbard had a lot of hype in the preseason, which I didn't like him at all, and he's fallen off because he hasn't played well. Uh, Low-key, under the radar, C.J. Verdell out in Oregon. Big fan of him as well. Um, so, yeah, d- uh, make sure you're make sure you're subscribed to the Bunk Bed Breakdowns YouTube channel because they're going to be doing a whole bunch of Dynasty and Rookie shit this offseason. Skirt! Uh, skirt or bike? That's tough. Uh, definitely bike. It's not tough at all, but I'd be really pissed if I would never. Skirt's not a thing I even like saying. It's a thing that's just stuck in my f- mouth. It won't stop coming out. Like, I have, n- I have no choice but to say skirt. Skirt. Like, it just randomly happens, unfortunately. Just want to know your astrology sign. Uh, I'm a Virgo. My birthday is August 25th. Tell me what that means. Bengals wide receiver is droppable. I'd hold on to Boyd and Higgins. See what happens. Chuba Hubbard, Canadian goat. Yeah, because you're not setting the bar very high. Not that tough. I am BBB is going to hit 3K today, by the way. The video view or the or the channel subscribers? Are they at 3,000 subscribers already? Are they going to pass me soon? That'd be lit. I can't wait till next summer when like Fade the Public and Bunk Bed both get up to like 15K subscribers each and then they could fire me. Yeah, they are. Hell yeah. They're about to be at 3K subs. Let's fucking go. 
Let's fucking go. Boys are working over there. Bro, you talking about fucking thoroughbred workhorses out here at the running back position? Dog. Fucking big dog's team is a bunch of thoroughbreds. Half you belated. Yeah, I don't know about that. We're like at the halfway mark, sir. I appreciate it, but. It means you're the same sign as my mom. Probably why I like you. She's single? I love you too, Sam Smith. Tyler, we do, man. We really do. How many bench spots do you have for Dynasty? Uh, We do roster spots overall. I want to say we do like 20, 26 if it's one quarterback, two IR, three to four taxi squads spots. Super flex will usually extend it to like 28 or 29. Same thing, four taxi squad, a couple IR spots. It's pretty big. She can't be smart if she had this kid and he's watching me. So probably not. I'll answer your question, Tommy. Oh, okay. I'm going to wrap up this live stream. I just can't do it anymore. I'm falling apart. I'm falling apart. I fall apart. You remember that song by Post Malone? That shit was so sad. You know what's the worst? Like, I actually remember that song popped off like when I was going through a, a breakup and it made me so sad, that song. And now I can't listen to it without being sad. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. It's a great song. Great song. Nick holding on to that pen like makes me think about the therapy ep on I. What the fuck did you just say? Big sick guy. Yeah, hit the like button. Hit the goddamn. Hit, push goddamn button. Push god. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make an audio of the little girl from Rush Hour. Saying push the goddamn button, but I'm gonna put like the thumbs up button over her face. Got it. All right, I'm out. I love y'all. Uh, have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Make sure you tune into the Fade the Public Thanksgiving episode tomorrow. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Um, probably Oscar nomination worthy. Might have been my favorite episode we've ever done. Tell your families I said hi. More importantly, tell your moms and your sisters I said really hi. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.